Well, Bo, we've arrived to the main course. MotoGP at Aragon. We're here. But I want to go back, and I want to mention something that we did not mention in that, you know, you mentioned you've never seen so many riders switch teams. Well, we had another rider in World Superbike, and because he didn't finish anywhere close to the top, we didn't talk about it, but Tito <laughs> Rebecca left Barney, you know, mid-season, mm -hmm. mutual, mutually decided this is not working out. I don't know why they would say that. I mean, he had 30 points on the year, uh, which is a tenth of what the leader had, so it feels like it's the right he, thing. That's more points than he normally got at MotoGP, though, right? Dang, man, this guy's firing shots all night, but you're right. I mean, it's not that you're wrong. It's just like twisting the knife. I mean, you know, so I just wanted to mention that because it was really interesting to me that, like you said, so many unexpected moves have happened this year. But um, I digress. On to Moto3 uh, in MotoGP where we saw a great weekend of racing, um, Aragon Moto3, Fast Foggia shows up, wins the race. Denison Chu finishes in second, ran a wonderful race. Ayumi Sasaki finishes in uh, third. Uh, I, man, I can't say enough about how Denison Chu rode. I, he was he was really good, and I was really gutted that he didn't win that race. But congratulations, the the good Foggia showed up and uh, took the race win. That's his third or fourth win this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Dennis Foggia, once again, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, it's just whatever shows up on a Sunday. Like you said, the fast Foggia showed up, came home with a race win. Um, it's just, he's so up and down. It's it's crazy. You know, when he's fast, yeah. he's, he's, he's blazing fast, you know. But when he's not, yeah. he's nowhere. And, you know, unfortunately for Dennis Onchu, the really fast uh, Foggia showed up this weekend. So, um, yeah. you know, yep. I hated that for Dennis Ochu. Like you said, he fantastic race. Um, he looked great all throughout the race. Um, just unfortunately, Dennis Foggia just had a little bit more. Uh, you know, we've always been talking about it. That Leopard Honda is just so fast. And it was Dennis Ochu just didn't have anything for him in the last corner. So, no, that's true. And I look. All credit to Fagia for winning that race. I'd like to see him do that more consistently because mm -hmm. we know he can. We've said that before. But really, Dennis Onchu has really, really showed us in the last three, four weeks now that he is a legitimate, talented racer. Um, I think we could have just taken it on faith because he's a member of the Red Bull squad and they know talent. And he's got it in spades. And he seems to have a lot of that stuff we had happening at the beginning of the year that mm -hmm. seems to have all been just learning process and, and, and growing pains because now he is a serious contender and man, he looks good on the bike. And I, like you said, I was waiting for the mistake last time he was close to the front, but this time I, did, I found myself like not expecting him to do it. And then I was like, well, I wonder if he will. Cause I wasn't thinking he would, but he didn't. He, he rode a brilliant race. He really did. Yeah, the mistake that I thought, um, you know, that I was expecting to see out of a Dennis Onchu actually came out of someone else in that in a, in a Red Bull um, team this week, you know, in the Moto3 class and in, in Pedro yep. Costa. So, you know, it was... He, he's, yep, he finally made a big mistake. I mean, look, he's human. Now we know he's human, right? Right. I mean, that's... 
He finally made a big mistake. He, he he's been really aggressive before. Not he's been really aggressive, and I thought this was coming for a while. Um, let's get back and talk about the finish, and then we'll talk about. Him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, in third we had Ayumu Sasaki, crazy boy, great race. He needed this. I needed to see him back at the front because I was beginning to wonder if maybe he was going to find a way to sabotage himself every week. Yeah, definitely. Now, Yuma Sasaki, he started 16th, too. So, you know, he, Unbelievable he, ride. He fought Absolutely. his way up from, all the way up from 16th you know, to 3rd, which is a fantastic ride. And, and with the last lap, he even started the last lap, I think, in 5th. So, um, you know, just didn't give up, kept fighting forward. And yep. I, I, I'm excited to see this guy. And I actually said it to Ange, too, when we were watching the race. I said, I want to see another Japanese rider that's consistently strong, consistently at the front, and, and fighting yep. for wins and titles, too. I'd, I agree. I'd love to see it. I do, too. I, I don't know why I have that affinity for Japanese riders, but I really do. And um, I, I think Sasaki is a is a phenomenal rider. I hope he can really get better and, you know, be more consistent because he's got the talent to be up there on that podium every weekend. Um, in fourth place, Izan Guevara ran a phenomenal, phenomenal race. What a great race from this young man. And you know what? And now he finishes way ahead of the other rookie superstar. And I I really thought he was going to get that first podium, and I was kind of gutted for him that he didn't. Um, yeah, but, you saw the disappointment on his face in the pit, too, you know, after the race. He he did not look happy whatsoever about that fourth place. You know, he did. No. But, but that's what you want to see out of your rider. You know, you want to see that's that right. rider that wants to get, you know, not just content, just to, you know, just for a, a fourth. You you want to see him get that, get, start getting that hardware to put in the cabinet. For sure. Oh, for sure. You know, he, he did look good, though. And and I think great things are, are coming for that young man. Um, in fifth, we had Nico Antonelli, so a great race from him. He's had two, if I'm not mistaken, he has two weeks in a row now where he has looked pretty good. Um, and I, I, I think, I hope this means that things are turning around for Antonelli. I hope they're getting that figured out because uh, he, he's a good rider, and we know he's a good rider, and he needs to be closer to the front. Um, in sixth, we had Andre Migno uh, with the Riva Cold Snipers team. I really thought... At the beginning of the race, Mino was up at the front, and I thought that he was going to be much stronger than this. I mean, he he was only 1.1 seconds off. Let's not act like he fell off a cliff. I thought he would be closer, but, you know, still a solid finish for Mino. You know, given Mino's, uh, given the season that Mino's had, this is a fantastic finish for him, just to be able to finish. I you would know, agree with that. A yep. lot, a lot of bad luck this season. Um, so I think for him to see a checker, it's going to be huge for his confidence. He's now going into Mizano. You know, he, he finished a race, going to carry a little bit of momentum into you know a, a more of a home track. You know, in his in his home t- home country. So uh, I think that he's definitely going to be you know, in a better position to do, to be successful there, um, and to carry more momentum to get, to see another checkered flag. Cause we know Andrea, I mean, really needs to be fighting at the front with all these other guys that we're talking about, but yeah, we talk about the talent pool. I mean, you know, this is the world level. All these guys are at the tip of the spear. Yeah, they really are. I mean, speaking of the tip of the spear, the guy that started on pole seventh, right? Yeah. What, what in the world is going on with Darren Bender? 
you know, when it, when it first kind of started to happen and we started to see this the, in the last few rounds, I, I wanted to just write it off as something that, oh, it's just a one-off. You know, Darren Benner's going to be bouncing back after this, after, you know, this. But after the first weekend, I think you called it the last time we, we recorded, you know, was, you know, after the first weekend, Darren Bender's really not been towards the front as much as we thought he was going to be. He's not, he's not fighting for those wins anymore. And, um, it's, it, it's concerning. Uh, it's not, it's not the Darren Bender that we need to be seeing. Um, it's not the Darren Bender that I fully, yeah. I expected at all. We got to bring back the dive year. bomb, man. <laughs> yeah. We got to make it legal again. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We got to bring back the dive bomb or something because he, he's finishing races. So there's some sensibility to it, but that's not where Darren Bender needs to be finishing. And if you're going to tie Darren Bender to some of these rides in MotoGP and stuff, I, I don't understand it because yeah. because the last few results have not, I just don't get it. But you know, we don't know what's going on over there. We hope they get it figured out I, because Darren Bender is, is fun to watch. He's supremely talented, but I, I, I think sometimes, not sometimes all the time, your record shows who you are, who your record says you are. Right. Um, and Darren Benders is, is not a consistent winner and front runner in this class. Um, that's unfortunate because you and I both enjoy watching Bender ride a lot. And I, I thought he was on a really good team and that whole team has struggled all year. And for whatever reason, I don't know, but you know, there we are. Uh, in eighth was Stefano Nepa, which is a great Stefano Nepa. Uh, he, you know, with the BOE Al ride team, I just feel like, you know, Stefano Nepa is one of those guys I think that may next year do pretty well because I see little flashes of him seemingly figuring it out for portions of the race. And then he, but he can't quite put it all together yet. So maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll see that forward i mean i don't know how do you feel about nepa do you think i'm off base a little bit no i don't think so i think he's starting to keep good company you know that you look at the names that he's finishing around and he's definitely learning from these guys and he's moving forward in this pack um you know names that we usually talk about like uh um you know gabby rodrigo bender you know jeremy alcoba bender uh, you know, even Suzuki, he's starting to to finish in front of those guys. He's starting to move forward in front of you know, uh, Fanati was down the order. Kaido Tobo was down there. People that we've seen have been in this been in this uh, this paddock for just a bit and have some a little bit of experience with this championship. He's starting to to definitely be able to run with those those runners. Um, so I think next year is definitely going to be a good year for a better year for Stefano Nepa and and definitely can take a step forward and improve some. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think, you know, um, finishing in front of Tatsuki Suzuki and Jamma Masia that finished ninth and 10th, I don't know what was happening with Jamma Masia, but he just didn't have it. He didn't have it. You know, quick shout out to number 11 finisher, Ryusei Yamanaka. What's going on, <laughs> Street Fighter? We're with you. Um, you know, but I, I think I was disappointed in Suzuki and Masia because I don't understand why they aren't further ahead and i know that there are so many factors that go into it but it just feels like they should be up at the front in the top five not the top ten 
No, I completely agree. This whole this entire season, I've been pretty disappointed with Tetsuki, Tetsuki Suzuki. I had a lot of hopes for him to do much, much better this season. Uh, I really wanted to see him fighting for a championship personally. Uh, once again, I guess it goes back to that, you know, just want to see a, a strong Japanese rider really start to emerge again. I had some hopes for um, Remy Gardner's old uh, teammate, Tetsuda Nakashima, but, you know, that obviously didn't pan out and he's no longer racing um so you know a little bit a little bit upset with that but you know i was hoping looking to suzuki to be kind of to fill that void but you know maybe a yumu sasaki is is starting to step in that into that a little bit and he's really positioned uh, to be in a good spot to be around with that KTM team, we know that Akiyo can develop talent like no other. So maybe it's just part of that t- that pipeline, and maybe they see something in him. Maybe so. I, I hope so. But you know, I'm with Jen, going on yeah, with Masia. Yeah, with, with Masia, I think what, that's a good point. Masia was disappointing, man. He yeah, was disappointing. Completely agree. Yeah, I I just didn't. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it from Masia right now. I would see this year, and that's mystifying really like i have he's like an enigma wrapped in a mystery i don't know yeah i don't know what happened but listen it's and that's the way racing goes sometimes you know you can't always explain it it just leaves you um you know romano Fanati finishing in 14th was actually an outstanding ride because he had to avoid another rider uh that had an accident and it ran him off into the gravel um so he was way way behind um and he was come back and put some points on the board but you know albeit only two that's something but i guess we should did you do you you know what i'm talking about there what with finati yeah yeah. No, yeah, that, that's actually. I was actually going to say that too. That you know, the rider that he went to avoid, you know, is is Gabby Rodrigo. Because I actually wrote that down um, during when that crash happened. And the question that I wrote down is, what is going on with Gabriel Rodrigo? That's a great question because I don't think even he knows. I don't think he knows. I don't know, and I don't think he does either because he looks all out of sorts right now. Yeah, super super fast. But also, loves to go sightseeing. Oh yeah, he loves to be in orbit. Um, I mean, he's had some monster high sides all year long. Yeah, man. Look, you need to stop. You need to learn from Mark Marquez. You cannot keep crashing, man. You gotta let. So, uh, that you know the other guy that we we mentioned a little bit earlier, Pedro Acosta, finally crashed out of a race. He's been super, super aggressive early in races lately, and I was waiting on his to happen to him. I mean, I'm talking about aggressive to the point where he's had contact with multiple riders in the last races. Um, yeah. And I, I, I knew that a crash was coming. I wondered where that would be. But I will tell you what I took from watching Pedro Acosta when he came back in the pit box. He didn't sit there and Akiyo was explaining something to him and he was listening and he was shaking his head and making it look like at least that he was taking in what Akiyo said. And that just makes me feel like this kid is going to be a problem because he wants to get better and he is not just pouting about his mistake. He wants to learn why he did it and he won't make that mistake again. 
and you know I they were having a very in-depth discussion and he sat there attentively after crashing out of a race and all that being upset that goes through when you crash your motorcycle mm-hmm. he was just he was listening he was doing what he was supposed to do and I was like you know what man that's that's pretty good I, well, I you know I like that well like you said you know you knew this was coming it, you know it was just a matter of time that, that this was going to come through and this was this is part and Akiyaya knew that as well he knew that it, this was this this obstacle was going to come up it was going to be a teaching moment for him to be able to to walk to talk his rider through that um, because it's going to be a mental thing uh, to, to overcome. Pedro Costa is in the championship seat right now, and he's controlling this. This was a big um, a big moment for him, and it could have been a lot worse because Sergio Garcia absolutely missed an opportunity in this race because he sure himself did. crashed out. You he know? Sure and to me, yep. that, that, to me, with Sergio Garcia crashing out, it it has to hurt him much more than it. Obviously, you know Acosta kind of had a wry smile on his face after he saw that that Garcia had crashed out. Um, you know, probably just there was a lot of relief there about the championship lead. But Sergio Garcia, I can understand kind of going into the dumps just a little bit and thinking, you know, what if? What if I hadn't dumped the bike in yeah. this race? You know, this could be a pivotal moment in this championship for him, possibly. Yeah. If Acosta right. makes another mistake, you know. Um, but now going back to Acosta, I wrote down, you know, he's he looked rushed. He was aggressive. He he didn't look in control of that bike. And and to be honest with you, the 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 move that he made to make the pass and that ended up, um, you know, tucking the front and taking out. I think it was uh, it was the other uh, Leopard bike. Was it was Chaviar Artigas that he took out? It was Artigas. Yeah. Um, to me, that is almost warranting of a penalty because I do th- I, I think that mm. was irresponsible riding. Um, so I wouldn't be I agree. surprised. I wouldn't I agree. see I wouldn't be surprised wouldn't be surprised to see if Pedro Acosta had a ride through a long lap or you know grid grid penalty uh, this week coming into me. I would. I'd be surprised cuz he's from Spain. They don't punish people from Spain. Shots fired at the FIM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's the truth and and it really was irresponsible but Sergio missed a big a big chance and yeah. um we'll see what happens this weekend in Mizano. but that's about all i got for moto three how about you no that that's it for me i i, I agree